Hey, what's going on, everybody? God bless you all. This is Reverend Lyle Lewis, a.k.a. Sean Lou, coming at you one more time. Hey, thanks, you guys, for tuning in to the Pain Fighters podcast, where we go, we dive into the Word of God, we break it down, and more or less, I'm just here just to help guide you guys in the right direction. For those of you that uh, need spiritual guidance, you don't have churches, or whatever the case may be, I am either here to guide you myself or guide you to somebody who can do it in a much better way than I can. Like I tell you guys, uh, well, you'll hear it with everything with the announcements. I'm Reverend Lyle Lewis, a minister at the Word Evangelistic Church, where the pastor is Prophet Willie C. Townsend. That's right, I am not the pastor. The pastor is Prophet Willie C. Townsend, and the co-pastor is Prophet Denise Townsend. By all means, I ask that you guys please uh, go to YouTube, go to Google, look for Word Evangelistic Church, and if you love what you hear from me, you're going to love what you hear from him. He taught me everything that I know about breaking down the Word of God, living the Word of God, studying the Word of God. <clears throat> so all, everything that I've learned, all these scriptures that I have are in some kind of way something that he has taught to me. So, and if it's not something that he taught to me, then it's something that I learned through the Word of God per my own experience, and now I can relay it unto you. So, but most of it is just, you know, even with that, it's still somehow related back because I had to go by what he taught me to get delivered in whatever way. So therefore, that's what gave me the experience. One way or another, it all came back to the word of God that I was taught through and by my pastor, Prophet Townsend. So by all means, please check us out on YouTube, uh, Word Evangelistic Church, or go to wordevangelisticchurch.com, Google us. Um, and for those of you that for whatever reason you can't uh, uh, pull up Prophet Townsend, then by all means, I'm here to serve and I hope that you guys listen and live what I'm telling. So without further ado, we are going to talk about God's grace and mercy. Now, the thing of it is, is you get it where so many people get God's grace and mercy confused. Everybody thinks that God's grace and mercy is just, you know, they, 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 they have a misconception of what it is to the fullest. All right. Now we're going to go from the scripture, um, Romans chapter nine, uh, verse 15, it says, for he saith, meaning God, for God saith to Moses, I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. All right. And again, this is taken from Romans, the ninth chapter in the 15th verse. We're talking about God's grace and mercy. All right. Now I want to make sure to break this down that a big part of God's mercy is the word of God being sent to an individual with the message to get themselves right in the eyesight of God. See, what happens is everybody thinks that God's grace and mercy just comes as a miracle or just some, some I don't know, some unexplained divine way. No, God's grace and mercy. First and foremost, let's break down what grace and mercy is. Grace is, a, is like a period of time. Okay, that's, that's like a, 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 it's, 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 it's like an open window. All right. And you can tell it that's grace because that's what, you know, look at how it is even with man. When you, when you have a bill due, when you have something that you got to pay, when you've got uh, uh, some kind of paperwork to turn in, they tell you, we give you a grace period. When you're at work, they tell you, hey, look, you can come to work. You, if you're late, we give you a 15-minute grace period. In other words, we give you a small window of opportunity 
to do X, Y, Z, or get this done or whatever the case may be. That is what God does for us when he gives us grace. He gives us grace by opening up a window opportunity and then the mercy comes through and by the word of God so that then this way, when we hear the word of God, we can abide in that space to get right in the eyesight of God. Look at how God dealt with Israel. Look how God dealt with Nineveh. Look how God dealt with the people in book of Revelations. You know what I'm saying? He came to them, the grace was a window of opportunity where he said, look, I'm giving you 40 days. When he said, look, uh, I'm giving you a short amount of time. And he was telling them, hey, look, I'm gonna come and move the candlestick or I'll give you 40 days and then certain destruction or whatever the case may be. And he came with the mercy, but that's the part where people miss out. They don't know that the mercy comes through and by the word of God. They think the mercy is just God just saying, it's okay. Oh, I forgive you. No. That's part of the mercy. That's a small part of the mercy though. The mercy comes from the word of God. You being obedient to the word of God. That's what brings it. You got one half of the mercy is God sending you the word of God. The other half of the mercy comes from you accepting the word of God, living the word of God and applying the word of God in your life to come out of whatever sin God gave you the grace to get out of. It's not just some mystical divine force that God does for us to where it's just that, oh, well, uh, 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 I'm going to have mercy on you. Mercy is not just forgiveness, which you also got to remember. Like I said, it's not just forgiveness. That's one part of it. See, everybody thinks that God's mercy just comes through, oh, I repented, so, let the, so the Lord's going to have mercy on me. Oh, I, 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 I said the sinner's prayer. I joined the church or whatever the case may be. So uh, uh, God's mercy is on me. God's mercy is on you because he will teach you how to get right. He will teach you how to be righteous. He will teach you how to walk up holy in his eyesight. But people skip over that part. And they shoot straight to prayer. I'm just going to pray that you ask that the Lord forgive me. That's not going to work. So you got to understand when God sends the word of God to you, you have to. The Bible says the day you hear my voice, harden not your heart. Why did he say that? Because he's giving you the mercy right then and there to repent. He's giving you the mercy right then and there to get out of it. He's giving you the mercy right then and there to leave this alone. Okay, if you didn't know that this was wrong, if you thought that you were doing okay, if you thought that this was right, God is coming with the correction of the word of God saying, hey, it's not. My mercy is here, not over here. You're doing, this is doing wrong. My mercy lies in this area, on this side. But see, a lot of people, they don't move to the mercy side. They wanna lay on, 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 on prayer. They think grace and mercy comes through prayer. They think grace and mercy just comes through just believing in Christ. They think grace and mercy just comes through communion. They think grace and mercy just comes through the blood of Christ. No, no. Again, and I tell you this through message and message and message. You cannot skip over the word of God. I don't care what you're doing in God. I don't care if it's for deliverance. I don't care if it's for healing. I don't care if you're trying to get blessed. I don't care if you're trying to get God's attention. I don't care if you're trying to get spiritual gifts. You cannot step over the word of God. See, the word of God has to be preached to you so you can learn, so you can grow, so you can come into the knowledge of things. See, that's why the Bible said, my people perish for the lack of knowledge. These people are rejecting knowledge. 
So you can't reject knowledge and then expect God's grace and mercy to come upon you. It's not going to happen like that. God's grace and mercy comes through acceptance of the word of God. God's grace and mercy comes through you applying the word of God and pushing forward for what God wants you to do. Mercy is the opportunity through the word to correct yourself. Grace is the time given for you to complete whatever it is. You got to keep that in mind. Don't let people tell you that because see, here's what Satan tries to do. And he tries to do it through, 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 through false teaching or he tries to do it through your mind or he tries to do it through how you feel. He tries to make it. He, he tries to downplay uh, what true grace and mercy actually is. He tries to downplay it. And by him downplaying, oh, it's, it's an, oh, you, the Lord will forgive you. Oh, don't worry. God will forgive you. That's what you. That's what Jesus Christ died for. Jesus Christ's blood was shed for sin. That's what he tries. He tries to downplay that so that you don't look at the word of God, so that you don't turn to the word of God and say, what did the word say about this? See, if Satan can just have it where he deceives you in believing that uh, you don't need to, 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 you don't need to stop doing it, just repent. You don't need to stop doing it. Oh, no, it's okay. Well, if that was the case, all you, if all you had to do was just stop, I mean, if all you had to do was just repent, if all you had to do was just pray to God, if all you had to do was just ask for forgiveness, why did God give the book, the, the, the children, of, not the children of Israel, but uh, uh, the people in the book of Revelation, the seven churches, why did he give the seven churches instructions as to how to come out of whatever it is, it is that they were in. Notice, when God sent John to the seven churches, when he said, right to the seven churches, he said, I have this against you. And then he said, here's what you have to do to get out of it. And then he said, do it in a certain amount of time or I'm coming to move the candlestick. If that's the case, notice how he gave a full set of instructions. He told them what they were involved in. He told them what part of the, what they were involved in that he was displeased with. And he told them to get out of it and told them how to get out of it. He gave them full instruction. That was the mercy. Because God could have came down and destroyed the people. Look at the Old Testament. Look at how it was in the Old Testament. A lot of these people who sinned in the eyesight of God, they didn't have mercy. They just got stoned. They just got burned with fire. Their families just got buried. It was, it was not, it wasn't just that, oh, oh God, hit, God instantly hit them with plagues. So now mercy comes in because God says, okay, through the blood of Jesus Christ, I am going to forgive them. But in order for me to forgive them, I'm going to send them the word of God. Teach them about themselves. Teach them about what sin is. Teach them about their mind. Teach them about how Satan comes and attacks an individual. Teach them how Satan comes and tries to deceive them in many different ways. I'm going to send them mercy that way. And then I'm going to step back and I'm going to give them a window of opportunity to get it right. I'm going to give them a window of opportunity. And why would he give us a window of opportunity? Because God knows that if you're involved in something, Especially if you've been living living in something, and mind you, I'm not saying to I'm not saying this to give occasion to sin. I'm saying this because this is just the way that it is. You have it where some people can hear the word of God; they'll come right out of it. The Bible will tell you: you get two people uh, 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 battling two different things. One person's battling a uh, 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 fornication, and another person battling alcohol. Okay, one person alcoholic, one person's a fornicator. Okay, now God comes down and he says, hey, 
Stop drinking that alcohol. Stop living in fornication. Now you got both of these members that heard the word of God. Now the member that heard don't do fornication, they gave it up. They left it alone. They said, all right, that's what you said. But this person that's addicted to alcohol, unfortunately, he has to fight his way out of it. And unfortunately, just because, you know, the, how the body reacts. And for anyone who's been an alcoholic, you understand what I'm talking about. The body, you know, winds up depending on it. And now here it is. It's not just as easy as just to put the bottle down. But mind you, I mean, you still can. I'm not, again, I'm not saying this to give an occasion to anything. I'm just using this as an example. So the person who has the alcohol addiction, he has to, he may have to fight his way out of it, whereas the other person just left it alone. So God gave them a grace of a grace, he gave them a grace period. And now he's coming back saying, hey, look, I told you to do it. God's expecting results. See, this is one thing about grace. And if this is, if you don't believe me, look at the individuals with the talents. God gave them a grace period. He didn't tell them what the grace period was, but he gave them a grace period. He said, I'm going away and I'm going to give you talents. I expect you to occupy them until I come. He gave them a, a window of opportunity to do whatever it is that they were going to do with it. Now notice how the one with the five talents and the one with the two talents, they went and multiplied, brought back results within that grace period. But notice how the one, the one with the person with the one talent, he came back with nothing. And God's looking at him like, wait, if I gave you my word, if I gave you grace, if I gave you mercy, if I gave you everything you needed to accomplish what I needed you to do, why didn't you do it? Notice what he called him. He said, thou wicked and slowful servant. He called him wicked. He called him wicked. Why? Because God gave this individual instructions and then gave him space to carry out said instructions. This is the reason why when people die and stand in the eyesight of God, God's going to tell them, depart from me, I never knew you, ye workers of iniquity. Why is he going to call them workers of iniquity? You had an opportunity to get it right. You had an opportunity to stop. You had an opportunity to move forward in righteousness and move forward in God, but you chose not to. Mind you, understand this, whatever it is that you're battling, and I speak this from experience, whatever it is you're battling, I've battled stuff in my lifetime. And everything that I've battled, one, it takes a made up mind. Two, it takes a made up heart. Three, it just takes a will and a determination. And four, it takes you understanding that you have the power over you. Satan tries to lie and make it seem like your body has the power of you. Your desires have the power of you. Your, your addictions have the power of you. They don't have any power. I'm going to preach a message one of these days about how, uh, 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 who truly has power. And I'm going to show you, I'm going I'm to show you, I'm going to break it down through the scriptures, I'm going to break it down through the message, how we give our power to Satan, which makes us helpless to ourselves. Again, that's, 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 that's you know, space for another message. But as it stands right now, getting back to this message, we make excuses. We say what we can't do. But here it is, God has given us the word. If God gave you the word, I assure you, whatever he told you to do, you can do it. Whatever he expects you to do, you can do it. Whatever he wants you to come up to, you can do it. That's why the Bible says he won't place nothing more on you than what you can bear. Okay? 
God will give you grace and mercy to he'll give grace and mercy to an individual, not forgiveness off the bat. See, God will give you grace and mercy, but he won't is not that's not necessarily forgiveness. Okay? That is not necessarily forgiveness. Again, that's just God not bringing destruction on you. When God sends his word, he can just bring destruction on you. He's not going to bring destruction on you. He's going to send his word. He's going to step back and see what you're going to do. See, everybody think God's grace and mercy is just. Just, 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 just forgiveness. But how do you get forgiven? It's not just through the blood of Christ. Yes, you accepted the blood of Christ. So it's, it's I put it like this. It's like having a... Um, we all got cell phones. I don't care who you are. Everybody in this world has a cell phone. And if you don't have a cell phone, you understand the basic economics of a cell phone, okay? So everybody, whether you have a cell phone or not, you understand that the phone, the walkie-talkie, the, the tablet, whatever it is, needs to be plugged in. So we all have the cord. We got laptops and everything else. It has a cord. But then a lot of times you have it where it only has the cord you need the plug to plug the cord into in order to power the device and charge it. It's the same way in God. You have one part. You got saying you got the blood of Christ. Okay, that's one part. Where's the plug to draw the power, the strength, the knowledge, the wisdom to get the other, to make sure that you get the fullness of whatever it is that God is asking you to do and asking you to be or asking and requiring of you. We got to make sure that when we got to make sure that when God comes to us, we get the fullness of what God wants us to have or what God wants us to do or be. We got to get the fullness of it. And again, this comes by you understanding how important it is that you be obedient to the word of God. See, when God sees a full repentance and turning from sins, that's when the forgiveness comes. That is when the fullness of the mercy comes. See, you got to where a lot of people, they want to play with God's grace. They want to play with God's open opportunities when he's reaching out to them, calling them to salvation. You get to where a lot of people keep saying, oh, I'll get saved one day. One day I'll get saved. You know what? I'm, I'm young. You know, and look, I was young when I got saved. Okay, at one point in time, I felt the same way. I was like, hey, yeah, you know what? I'm young. You know, I got stuff I want to do. I got a life I want to live. If I get saved now, I'm not going to be able to do this. And do, You know what? I'll do it later. I'll do it later. I'll do it later until the Lord compelled me and said, hey, it's time. I said, I gave, I, I, hey, I started seeing that, 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 like the Bible said, vanity of vanity, the world is all. I was like, you know what? As everything that I'm doing, I'm not seeing any value in it. So when I turned to God, I seen then salvation is 100% worth it. I see then, and I wish from the bottom of my heart every day, I'm like, man, I wish I'd have got saved a long, long time ago. I wish I would have got saved a long, long time ago. Mind you, in my defense, I didn't, you know, with all the other churches I had been to, they weren't really preaching like salvation. They were just like, get saved, and once you're saved, you're saved, and you know, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? But when I came and sat under a true man of God, Prophet Townsend, and he broke down the word of God, and he taught me 
what true salvation was, how to abide in God, how to grow in God. And I started applying what was being taught. So you got to understand the grace and mercy had to work in my life. I applied it in my life. When I first got saved, I applied it in everything. See, everybody's like, I want to get healed. God opens up the mercy. He opens it. He gives you the mercy through him by the word of God. He gives you a grace period. Look at the man by the pool. Look at how it said that the angel comes down once a year and blesses the water. Okay? His open grace period, his grace period, his open window of opportunity was whenever that angel touched the water from him to get wherever he was to the pool. Now he was always like, well, I need somebody to, I need somebody to walk with me and walk me down there. But before I can get down there, somebody else runs in before me. Fortunately for him, Christ came and healed him. But notice how when he was sitting around making excuses, notice how when he was sitting around making excuses, he never got healed. But look at the woman with the issue of blood. Despite the pain, despite the pressure, despite whatever it is that she was going through, it said she pressed her way. And it's hard to press your way when you are doubled over in pain through a crowd of people who are packed together shoulder to shoulder. You know how many people were around Christ trying to get to him and the disciples are trying to hold him off? And this woman doubled over in pain is pushing her way through men, women, and children to get to Christ. Because she felt my window of opportunity is now and if I miss it, I'm going to be this way for the rest of my life. This is the reason why when Jesus Christ turned to her and looked at her, he said, thy faith hath made thee whole. She believed in Christ. She believed in his power. It's the same way with us. When God sends the word of God, we have to believe in the grace. We have to believe in the mercy. We have to believe in the word. We have to believe in God's power. We got to believe that God is asking us, telling us, compelling us to come out of this and act on it. Don't overthink it. Don't sit there and try to analyze it. Just go. See, that's what the problem is. When it comes down to things that we should just do, that's when we want to think. And then we wind up overthinking and then we let Satan come in and he perverts whatever it is that we're thinking about and makes us think something totally different. But the stuff that we should say, hold it, let me give this some thought. We just run off into that. When the word of God comes forth, you need to stop and take a moment to listen to what the spirit of God is saying and operate on it. Just go. God's not going to tell you nothing wrong. God's not going to tell you to do something. Trust me, there have been many a times where God said, go. And I looked at my circumstances. I looked at my situation and no, it wasn't a good time to go. It was like this. It was like, it was like God was telling me to cross the street, but I was getting the light that said, it ain't a good time to cross. But God said, come on, it's time to cross. Who you going to believe? You going to believe you or you going to believe God? I had to believe God. And I had to literally like the Bible, like you had to step out on faith. Okay, if he's telling me to come, same with Peter. When Jesus Christ said, okay, come out on the water, Peter had to use his faith and say, okay, well, God said, he had to believe that Christ was, but notice how when Peter lost Christ's focus, he started to sink. What does this have to do with grace and mercy? 
when you are trying to get delivered see first and foremost you have to want deliverance okay you have to want to be saved you have to want to grow in salvation but you get to where a lot of times people don't want that so they don't go after it they say they want deliverance but they don't go after it they say they want to get healed but they don't fight it my pastor just got done preaching a message about uh 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 uh, 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 fighting giants. Okay. About fighting giants. And, uh, the, in the message, he was basically saying like, Hey, look, the reason why these giants are in your life is because you didn't move them. We're praying that we want to move them. We're praying that we want to be done with these things. But in the process of us saying it, what are we doing? See, God's grace and mercy comes to an individual that applies himself. You never see that faith just, that somebody's just, unless Christ, unless God told the individual to wait, unless those were God's specific instructions to wait and do nothing until I come, everybody that God told them that this is what, that, what they had to do, it was something that they had to go and do. They had to go and step out on. They had to want it. They had to get it. They had to go. And God backed them up. When David wanted to, and my pastor is talking about David in this message. When David wanted to defeat Goliath, David had to step forward. When the woman with the issue of blood wanted to be healed, she had to press her way. When these people who came to Jesus and said, oh, my child is sick and they're possessed with devils, they had to figure out how to get to Christ. When the one friend that was sick needed to get to Christ, he couldn't do it, but he asked his friends, please help me get to this man so I can get healed. Notice these individuals, they went after what they wanted. You have to want to be delivered. You have to want to be right in God. You have to want, truly want grace, God, God's grace and mercy. See, the problem is people say they want it. They say they want God's grace and mercy. But when God sends you the mercy through and by the word of God and gives you the space of opportunity, God looks at your works to see if that's what you really want. He gives you a grace period and he sees, what did you do in the, op, in the, in, in the position of this grace period? Did you just sit around and do nothing? Did you go into prayer? Or did, did, you, did, you, did you start fighting your flesh? Did you fight your mind? Did you hear the instructions that I gave you and follow the instructions? Or did you just sit on your thumbs and keep praying? Did you come to me in prayer just saying, Lord, you, you understand. Lord, you know my heart. Lord, just have mercy on me. That's not what God wants us to do. God wants us to be victorious. Bible says the kingdom of heaven suffers violence violence takes it by force. In other words, nothing's going to come to you without a fight. Nothing's going to come to you without you pressing your way. Nothing is going to come to you. That includes grace, mercy, whatever it is that you want. You want God's grace and mercy? Listen to the word of God. When the word of God comes, you need to fight it. You need not fight the word. Let's get that straight. I don't because I don't want y'all thinking that I'm telling you to fight the word. You need to fight according to what God is telling you. Fight using the word of God. You not doing, see, here's the thing. You think that I'm not fighting the word of God, but here's the thing. If you're not doing what God is telling you to do, yes, you are fighting against the word of God. And here's how. The more that you don't fight, the more Satan's going to come to you and try to pervert your mind. 
The more that he perverts your mind, you're going to allow your mind to become corrupted. The more your mind becomes corrupted, when God sends more of the word of God, your mind is going to kick against what the word of God says. Well, the pastor don't understand. Well, it ain't the pastor's word. So God told God sent the word to the pastor to give to you. You said you wanted deliverance. God isn't going to come down and say, bring, here you go, deliver it. No, he's going to send his word with instructions. Why? I tell you why. If God just came down and just tapped you on the head and said, you're delivered. If, if. Satan comes back and attacks you with this again. How are you going to know how to do it? You're going to be waiting on God again. God, I need you to come back. So God sends instructions. He sends deliverance through the word of God. So that then this way, should Satan attack you again, you know what to do. Do you see how God's grace and mercy is so abundant? How there's so much more to God's grace and mercy than what other conventional churches are telling you than what some of these churches that are lying to these people are telling you than what you thought it was there's so much more that needs to be broken down about this topic and the reason why the Lord put it on my heart to break it down is because he understood that there's a lot of people out there that don't understand it to the fullest it's not just something that just happens it's not just some unexplained spiritual phenomenon that just comes to us by faith. No, it does take faith, but it takes you acting on faith for it to happen. See, God saves an individual providing that his heart is right in the eyesight of God. Everything God does is according to his word, because God said, I exalt all of my word above my name. He said, I exalt my word above all of my name. So first it has to deal with the word. Then after the word of God, it comes to you. It has to deal with your heart, your mind, how you receive things. And then when the Lord sends these things to you, when he delivers the word of God to you, he's watching you to see, did you really accept what I told you? See, this is the reason why the Bible says we're compassed by with such a grand stand of witness. This is the reason why the Bible also tells us that when we stand before God, we're going to have the books open, the book of works and deeds, the book of life and, and the word of God. And he's going to have these books open. Why? So that he can have something to compare. He's got records of what he told you, what you did, and if it was acceptable. And in the process of him having these records on you, he's got it all written down and monitored. See, it isn't that God just says, hey, do this, I'll be back. No, he says, do this, and then watches you. So when you go doing this and you're like, oh, well, I'm weak, I need your, no, 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 you're making excuses. Do what I told you to do. Take the word and apply it. Sure, we make mistakes. Sure, in the process of fighting, we fall. Sure. But... Are you truly trying to fight? Are you really trying to fight or are you making excuses? Are you really trying to fight? Because you got it where people, you got three kinds of people. You got those that are gung-ho, they're all in, they fight. It's like fight or die. Like if I'm not coming out of this, I'm gonna die. So I'm, 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 I'm fighting my way out of this. It's either, it's either I'm going to succeed or I'm gonna die. One or the other, you got those kind. Then you got those that are like, I'll do it. But if it starts getting kind of hard, I'm gonna kind of back up. And then you got those that just don't do nothing. You got those that say, I want, but they don't do anything. 
And you got those that just do nothing at all. When you're just praying, you're the person that's like, I want. You're the person that may, you may, you may like throw your arms up to like, you may, but you're not really fighting back. You probably might guard yourself a little bit, but you're not really fighting back. You're not really trying. You're not really striving. Notice how you're hiding behind prayer. Notice how you're hiding behind God's grace and mercy of what you think it is. But see, when you really are going after it, when the word of God goes forth and it says, do this, you're going to take that and put, you're going to take that and use that as part of your weapon. Then you're going to reach back to other messages that God told you to do of how, what other things he told you to do and how to get delivered. And you're going to add that to your weapon and you're going to use every weapon you got to come out of whatever it is that you're in. And you're going to make sure that you make good on that grace period. You're going to make sure that God does not close the door on you while you're trying to get delivered. See, there's another problem. A lot of people want to go and they're like, I'll get delivered one day. When the Bible says the day you hear my voice, harden not your heart. The Bible says work while it's day. Notice how the Bible is telling us to do all this stuff today. Who the hell is telling you to wait till tomorrow? Who's telling you to wait till later? You don't have later promise to you. The Bible says tomorrow is not promised to you. Why, you know how many people, do you know how many people said, I'll get saved later. I'll get saved Sunday. I'll do this on that day. And they never lived to see that day? And here it is, you're just taking it for granted. Oh, well, you know, yeah, just, uh, sure, I'll just get it done tomorrow. No, no, no. Notice how the one man who went, he said, I'm going to build barns. I'm going to eat and be merry and let my soul be filled. And God said, now fool, you're a fool if you think that you're going to do it later. That's a foolish move. If you don't, if you think me calling you a fool, look at what God called, called the man when he said what he was going to do in his future. Oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And then I'm going to live and be fat and be happy. God said, thou fool, thou soul is required this night. Why did God call him a fool? Because you had all the window of opportunity to do whatever it is you wanted to do. You had the window of opportunity to get me in your life. You had the window of opportunity to get something that matters in your life. And instead of you doing that, you were worried about the wrong thing and pissed away your time. The Bible says the day, the day, the day you hear my voice harden not your heart. The Bible says work while it's day. I know this is going to sound stupid the way I say it, but if you understand what I'm saying, you understand what I'm saying. Daylight, when the sun is out, the sun is out. You got to use that sunlight while it's out. Because once that sunlight's gone, it's gone. Yeah, sure, the sun may rise tomorrow, but what if you don't live to see tomorrow? The sun is definitely going to rise tomorrow. You may not. You can't take the frame of mind, I'll do it tomorrow. You want to put something off for tomorrow? Put paying taxes off tomorrow. No, we'll put a rush on, oh my God, taxes, oh, I got to get, 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 get my taxes done, we gotta get, and, and, and the bills, and, and, and look, look, put that off for tomorrow. Go get delivered today, how about that? I'm not saying don't pay your bills, let's get that straight, that's not what I said. What I said is, instead of you always trying to rush to do all this natural stuff, why don't you go rush and do something spiritual for yourself? So that in this way, God's grace, his window of grace doesn't close on you. 
Because see, your, God's grace, grace window is not just his second comings. It's not just the rapture. It's not just the second comings of Christ. God's grace window also closes when you die. A lot of people overlook that. Death closes your window of opportunity. It closes your window of opportunity. You, when the hell have you ever heard in the Bible that there's a dead man that got saved? When have you ever heard in the Bible where it said somebody went and was standing before God and said, Lord, I give my life over to Christ right now. Not going to happen. Especially, especially, especially if you had a full knowledge of what was going on on earth. God's grace and mercy is not to be overlooked. It's not to be ignored. Okay? This doesn't mean that we can live in sin, stay in sin. You know what I'm saying? The Bible says, shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? It says, God forbid. So like I was saying earlier, the Bible's talking, telling us a lot of times of how when God sends his word, he expects you to change right now. He sent his mercy. So when he sent his mercy, he expects you to act on his mercy, his word. He expects you to act on the mercy, his word, right now, not tomorrow. He expects you to make good on that opportunity of grace right now, not tomorrow. No, if you're going to do it tomorrow, make sure you started it today and continuing it tomorrow. That's acceptable with God. But you're just putting it off for tomorrow because here's what happened. Notice how what we do. And I'm guilty of this. At I'm guilty of this from when I was younger in, in Christ. I'm guilty of this naturally with things in life. And I'm guilty of this spiritually from when I was in my younger days, when I was a babe in Christ. Oh, I, I'll do it tomorrow. Yeah, you know. Eh. Yeah, I know that's what God's saying, but I'm not that bad. And then the word of God comes back months later saying, hey, you need to do such and such and such. And then I'm thinking back like, God, I did say I was going to do such and such, such and such, didn't I? I wonder what happened. What happened was when I put it off until tomorrow, life, my flesh, and Satan all made sure to work together to help me to forget that that's what I had to do. Oh, yeah, I got to remember, I got to do this. Oh, yeah, I got to do that. Satan's coming. Oh, no, you're okay. Hey, look, you know, God, that's what God, that's what grace and mercy is for. God loves you. Hey, that's what God's love for you. Hey, he died for saying, hey, you know what? Just, just pray to God. It'll be okay. And then next to you, I'm just like, oh, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, you know what? I'll be all right. You know, I'll work on it. You know, I, I'll get to it. And then next thing you know, six months later, a year later, I'm like, wait a minute. He did tell me this in the word. He did preach on this. Why didn't I take care of it then? I could have died in, 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 in some kind of unknown form. Thinking that, oh no, I'll be okay, man. That's why I thank God for God's grace and mercy. I thank God for the word of God. I thank God for giving me mercy by not just allowing me to die in certain conditions that I was in, especially when I was a babe in Christ, especially when I was a babe in Christ and especially before I got saved. When I came out of that childlike state uh, 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 from being a babe in Christ and I started understanding that, you know, when God wants me to do something, I have to act on it that moment. 
That was when I started seeing change break in my life. That was when I started seeing deliverance. That was when I started seeing growth. That was when I started seeing me moving forward. That was when I started seeing God coming and using me. That was when I started seeing how God was unfolding different things in my life. That was when the word of God started opening up to me even more through what I was being taught to him by my pastor. That was when there was so much more that started happening for me spiritually and naturally in good ways because I acted on the word of God. I didn't take God's grace and mercy for granted, but rather acted on it, moved that out of the way and said, Lord, what do you have me to do next? I didn't stay in sin. What does this mean? This means that God has given me time to get things right before he pronounced judgment. And I thank God for doing that. But see, here's the thing. Now, this is what I'm telling you. Don't play with the grace period. You don't know how long you have. You don't know how long God's given you. When God preaches the word of God, you don't know how long God's given you an expectation to come up to his word. You really just don't know. And in the process of you not knowing this, it really does this is where Satan really tries to deceive you because he, he's like, okay, you, he, try, he, 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 he plays around with what you don't know. And in the process of him playing around with what you don't know, you wind up going off what he says. And then in the process of you going off what he says, that window of opportunity gets smaller, smaller. You start running out of more time, but the word of God is still coming to you. The word of God is still being preached to you. And then after a certain amount of time, you never know what's going to happen when that grace period runs out. God could give you over to a reprobate mind. God could wind up calling you to him and now you've got to answer for your sins. God could bring destruction. God could bring a curse. God can bring it to where you've got some kind of hardship. You never know what it is that's coming. And then everybody, when, when, when that window of opportunity ends, when that window of opportunity closes and then whatever destruction happens to you, first you want to do, oh Lord, how could you let this happen to me? God didn't let this happen to you. He warned you. He told you, watch out for this. Hey, don't do this. Hey, get out of that. He told you. He sent the word of God to you and instructed you to stop, to start, to go, to stay, to move, to stand still. God instructed you through and by the word of God. You blew the window of opportunity and now comes some kind of judgment. God didn't do it to you. You did it to yourself because you had the opportunity to bypass it. The Bible says a wise man sees a trap up ahead and he goes around it. You being the fool walk right into the trap. Listening to Satan listening to your flesh, listening to your mind, doing things your way. You walked into the trap. Now you want to either say, Lord, how could you let this happen? Or now you're in the trap saying, Lord, help me. No, you're on your own for a small period of time. God's going to let you marinate in that for a minute. That's the reason why he said, if you do wrong, suffer and take it patiently. Because he instructed you. Have there ever been times where grace and mercy? Yes, 
There was times where I did certain things and I, was, I, I did or didn't do certain things. Small things, small things. And that's another thing you got to be careful of. Watch out for the small things. It was like something small that uh, happened. My pastor gave me some instructions on what to do, something regarding uh, like some church business. He told me to do something and I was slowful in doing it. And then I wound up getting punished. I don't mean like, you know, punished like I got beat or anything like that. It's just like, you know, um, uh, uh, it was just like, you know, hey, look, you know, I got rebuked, I should say, because making this punishment makes it sound like, you know, like <laughs> I'm in the church getting whipped or something like that. No, 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 no. I got rebuked. All right. I got rebuked pretty hard. All right. I got rebuked pretty hard for not following the instructions and doing it the way that the pastor told me to do it. I got rebuked pretty hard and it was a pretty embarrassing thing for me to have gotten rebuked because I wound up getting rebuked before the whole congregation because I didn't do what God had told me to do. What I didn't do what the prophet had told me to do. Mind you, whatever comes over the pulpit, providing you have a real pastor, this is the reason why I tell you guys, if you can't, if, 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 if you can't, you know, if you don't have a church, if you don't have a real church home, and I say this to everybody in every message, if you don't have a real church home, please, by all means, listen to the word evangelistic church. All right. Listen to my pastor, Prophet Townsend. If for whatever reason, if for whatever reason you cannot find the word evangelistic church on Google, YouTube or whatever the case may be, and if for whatever reason you can't find them, then I'm here. I, I'm here and I'm at your service. But this is the reason why I say find a real pastor, find a real man of God that's tied into God. That is so important. So that then this way you can get the fullness of what God would have for you to do when he's dishing out his mercy. You can get the fullness of what God want, what God is displeased with, how this applies to you, how to come out of it, how to stay out of it. God can give you the counsel through and by his word to the fullest. This is the reason why I tell you guys, please listen to my pastor. Please listen to my pastor, Prophet Townsend. I tell you guys this all the time because in the process of you listening to a wise man of God, a man that's tied in to God and to the spirit of God, you can get a lot of understanding of why you're doing things or why you're not doing things. You can get a full understanding of what God is really trying to get through to you. I'm not saying that anything's wrong with having a pastor. I'm not saying anything's wrong with having a pastor. If you got a true pastor, a good pastor, just a regular pastor, and he really is uh, the pastor that God sent you to be under, by all means, you knock yourself out. Stick with him. But for those who have questions, those who, who, who listen to the word of God, and, and when you're listening to your pastor, you've got more questions on top of questions, on top of questions, because none of your questions are being answered, and stuff is really vague, and there's stuff that you're seeing that he shouldn't agree with, that he's not preaching on, or he's just agreeing with it, or whatever the case may be, come listen to my pastor. Not going to deceive you. Call it a shameless plug for my church, whatever. I don't care what you call it. I want you saved. I want you saved. I want you to grow in God. I want to meet you one day in heaven. And that's only going to work. That's only going to happen. That's only going to occur 
if you know what God is requiring from you so that you can come out of whatever it is that the Lord would have you to do. So that you can come out of whatever it is that God wants you to come out of. I'm going to go ahead and end this right here. We are going to definitely, definitely, definitely have a part two to this. So you guys stay tuned to this message. Uh, 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 by all means, go and reference the other messages that I have. Um, or by like, like I keep saying, wordevangelisticchurch.com or the Word Evangelistic Church on YouTube. And hey, if you're on YouTube, you know, hop over to my page, Lutown Productions, and listen to the Pain Fighters Live podcast. You know, it wouldn't hurt. It helps to put this in front of other individuals so that then this way, other people who don't know about Prophet Townsend, hey, maybe I can introduce them uh, uh, to my pastor as well. And hey, we can get folks saved. All right. But until then, as you guys know, my name is Reverend Lyle Lewis, a.k.a. Sean Lou. And I thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys for listening to me. So in the meantime, you guys be safe, stay safe. God bless.